0: what's up everybody we're here to go over UFC 294 Makachev versus Volkanovski too. Um, But real quick, I'm going to go over the results for last week. So, pure usual, man. You know, I told you all in my last video, it's like I'm cursed. You know, all the fights I put money on get canceled. So, I thought I was going to get lucky last week and only one of them uh, get canceled. But then right before the Felipe Lenz fight, they canceled that one too. So, I wound up with one play on, you know, Buckley and and won that one. That was a a one-unit play at minus 180. And then I didn't post this parlay. Um ahead of time you know mostly because I forgot but when I saw that JJ Aldridge had went down to an underdog I figured I should go ahead and put something on it so I, I added a two-fight parlay of Aldridge and Kolikavich and um, it cashed for $615 I think I had like $150 on it so I figured that was good value on Aldridge you know um, I definitely thought she was going to win that fight for sure and I didn't understand all the money coming in on De La Rosa so yeah man so I Got that too, so at least I got a little something, even though the other two fights were canceled. Um, I was mad about the Felipe Lenz fight getting canceled, man, because that was a plus money play. It would have been a lot of profit, and uh, I was really hoping that one would uh, would come through for me. But but yeah, man, So and also, I mean, I had some parlays hit, but I lost a lot of value on them. I think it was not those. Sorry. Either way... I had some parlays that that hit, but like I lost a lot of value on them because some of the fights got canceled. So I had like a a, a three fight parlay that went down to two people, and like a five fight parlay um, that went down to like three people. And those were the two that hit. The bigger one didn't hit because um, of a uh, uh, Marata. She lost, so that that killed my big parlay. But these are the parlays from this weekend that I've already gave y'all. I thought I had the wrong ones pulled up, so sorry about that. Um, but as always, man, uh, please like and subscribe, guys. It really helped me out a lot. And um, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and give out all my picks, and then I give out my bets at the end of the video. And um, uh, I'm also available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, all your major streaming services. And um, if you're not interested in watching my videos, you can go to my social media as I post all my bets and picks on there. And um, my my uh, TikTok and my Instagram are both highkick__fightpicks. And there's a Facebook group that's High Kick Fight Picks on Facebook, easy to find. Uh, and not a lot of people in there, but you should, if you if you can, dude, go join that group because there are uh, some guys in there that post their bets and stuff ahead of time, too. And uh, it's a good place to get some free bets and free ideas, man. Some of these guys are winning money on there, you know. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out, man, and, and join that group. And But, yeah, man, so uh, a lot of changes on this card. That's why, you know, I usually get these out on Tuesday or Wednesday and, uh, stuff just kept changing around so it pushed me back a little bit and I I know me being late is still early than everybody else so I mean whatever but we lost quite a few fights on this card that uh you know Mimovov versus Ikron Aleskarov that would have been a good fight I was definitely going with Emamov there um and I was considering a play on him there um, and then we lost Paulo Costa versus Chimaev and uh Chimaev's fighting uh, Chimaev's fighting uh, uh Usman now and uh, and you know Makachev was supposed to fight Oliveira, and now he's fighting Volkanovski again on short notice. And you know that kind of I hate that I hate that we're getting both of those fights that got changed around. You know, on such short notice for these guys. Uh, you know, because my picks, you know, could have been a lot different if if it was <laughs> if it wasn't on such short notice. You know, so and it'll be interesting though to see what Usman looks like up at 185. You know, see him coming in. You know, it you know pretty big, a lot bigger than he usually is. So, but either way, man, uh, let's get into this card, guys. And I appreciate all you guys for watching. Uh, first up, we got Nathaniel Wood taking on Muhammad Nemov, And Wood is thirty years old. He's five six with a sixty nine inch reach. He has nineteen and five and seven and two in the UFC, and he's a minus three ten favorite. And yeah, Wood is Wood for the most part has looked really good. You know, up at featherweight since he since he's gone up and. Although we saw him getting hurt quite a bit in his last fight against Andre Feely, he did have a uh, he did have a lot more trouble than anybody thought he was going to in that fight, honestly. Uh but Andre Feely is very tough and you know, I know he got the win, you know, anyway, so you know, not shouldn't be talking so bad about it, but he did get hurt quite a bit in that fight, man, and uh and it just kind of made me question, you know, the big numbers that are always beside his name seeing him getting dropped by Andre Feely twice, you know, so um He's taking on a guy here who just knocked out Jamie Malarkey up a weight class on short notice, so this is no easy fight. You know, I don't think so, and he has nice boxing. I was really impressed with um, with his win over jo- uh, Charles Jourdain. That really, you know, I consider Charles Jourdain to be a very good fighter, and Nathaniel Wood, uh, you know, beat him pretty dominantly, so uh, made it look easy. And, you know, he used his calf kicks really well in that fight, man. He has nice trip takedowns. Uh, he usually... He's usually at quite a uh, quite a height and reach disadvantage. You know, up at featherweight, he's usually quite a bit smaller uh, than than most of the guys he's fighting, you know, coming up from 135 pounds. Uh, but he is very good at slipping punches and countering off the slip and, you know, very powerful. And I know he hasn't won a fight by knockout in the UFC, but he has dropped and hurt guys in most of his fights. Um, you know, fast hands, nice combination, seven wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, he's definitely going to have a speed advantage in this fight. And he's definitely the cleaner, better striker out of these two, I would probably say. Um, and you know I, you know Naimov, uh, I, I think Na- Naimov's gonna you know want to try to get it to the ground here. I just don't know if he'll be able to. Um, it would be smart, even though he is very powerful. But anyways, Naimov is 29 years old, five nine with a 70 inch reach. He is nine and two and one and zero in the UFC, and he's a plus two fifty underdog. And yeah, Naimov impressed a lot of people, man. You know, coming in on short notice, you know, up a weight class, and. Even though he was losing the Malarkey fight until he landed that big shot, he did upset a lot of a lot of people's parlays and a lot of people's money you know in that spot um you know he was definitely definitely smaller than Malarkey by quite a bit, and it showed and he was major size disadvantage and all that but he did land that you know that clean punch and put him out so um I believe he's gonna have the power advantage in this fight you know um we did see Andre Feely hurt wood pretty badly like i said and in, in, in the last fight and I think so if if Naimov lands a if Naimov lands a, you know, a really good shot, you know, Wood could be in trouble in this spot. Um it's gonna be interesting to see him on a full camp, you know, and in, in his right weight class this time. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of unknowns with that, you know, going into this fight. You know, how's he gonna look? He's gonna be a lot bigger than than Wood, you know, so um where was I at? Uh, oh yeah, so in, in the past he showed to have bad takedown defense, you know, earlier in his career. I mean it has looked a little bit better in his last few fights. Um You know, when he did get taken down, he got up pretty quickly. Uh, I'm curious to see, you know, his wrestling against UFC-level competition, you know, and his takedown defense, um, you know, against these tougher guys. And he's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. He has four wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, He lost his fight on the Contender Series to Colin Anglin, which is not a good look because Colin never did get a win in the UFC, and he's now cut from the UFC. Uh, But I do think he has improved a whole lot since then. You know, throws really hard calf kicks as well. I think he has some sort of a... Uh, like a Taekwondo-type background or something, supposedly, even though you don't really see much of that in the way he fights. Um, yeah, he's a big featherweight, and he's going to have the power advantage, and I expect his striking to look a lot better in this fight with him being the bigger guy, um, having the reach advantage. And uh, I do think Wood is the moral-skilled fighter all the way around here, and I'm going to pick him to win by decision, but but I do worry for him in this fight. Naimov's way bigger and very powerful, and this is one of those fights that just kind of screams upset uh you know to me but you know wood is the more skilled fighter out of these two in my opinion so uh i'm going to be taking a win by by decision but man i don't know i'm i'm kind of worried even to even include this one i know woods looked really great and everything but the power coming back at him from nymov is is kind of scary man if he lands a big shot he could put him out so uh it's a big price you know maybe include him in your par- your big parlays and i i wouldn't get heavily invested in it you know as far as straight up or like in the two fight parlays like i usually do um but yeah, so Wood by decision. Next up, we got Javad Basserat taking on Victor Henry, and uh, this is another fight with a big favorite that kind of scares me here. So, <laughs> uh, Javad Basserat is twenty-eight years old, five-nine with a sixty-nine-inch reach. He is fourteen and zero and three and zero in the UFC, and he's a minus four hundred favorite. And uh, I caught him at a, bit, a little bit better price about a week ago. Um, I don't remember. What, I, I'll have to look and see what I caught him at. It was quite a bit less than minus four hundred. Uh, five wins by knockout six wins by submission um he beat a guy who is uh 16 and 0 on the contender series and finished him he's very impressive he's very well-rounded um he beat tony gravely who's a very tough fighter i'm a big tony gravely fan and uh, he showed us that he can do it all since being in the ufc great jujitsu, great kickboxing um he's gonna have a height and reach advantage in this fight a one-inch reach advantage um he has good sweeps great takedown defense 85 uh, percent takedown defense And uh, he lands 5.64 strikes per minute. He's got a 60% striking accuracy. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, He's just been very dominant, you know, through and through in all of his fights, man. Great wrestling, good striking defense, great knees and elbows in close. Um, You know, he fights very smart. You know, he's always on his toes. He mixes up his tacks very well. I can't say enough good things about this guy, man. And the giant price really does reflect how high people are on this guy. Because Victor Henry is no joke at all. He's a very tough guy. And uh, he's looked impressive as well since being in the UFC. So it's a uh, it's kind of crazy to see him, you know, that much of an underdog. Uh, and he's taking on Victor Henry. He's thirty six years old, 5'7", seven with a sixty eight inch reach. He is twenty three and six and two and one in the UFC, and he's a plus three hundred underdog. Yeah, he's, Henry's very good, man. Very experienced. He's fought all over the world. Um, he has looked very good in the UFC, man. He he did lose to uh, to Rafael Sunsal, who was on a four fight losing streak at the time, so that wasn't a good look. Um, but, you know, he's he's trained by Josh Barnett. You know, he has clean, nice boxing. He pressure fights his opponents a lot, really walks guys down, really wears on them. Um, has a catch wrestling background, pretty good head movement, throws a ton of volume. Uh, he's never been finished, man. So, you know, six wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. He doesn't wind up on his punches at all. He doesn't overthrow. He kind of just touches guys up rather than throwing big power shots and just kind of slowly overwhelms them with his volume and his pressure. And uh, he's very good, man. He went to a split decision with Tony Gravely last time out. It was a close fight. Um, you know, where is Bacerat one dominantly, you know, one dominant decision over Tony. So there is that it's MMA math. It doesn't always work out, but yeah, Henry's very tough, man. And, and I do think Bacerat is a better fighter here all the way around. And I'm going to be taking Bossrat to win, uh, by decision, but, uh, I don't agree with this line, man. It's, it's a really big price, uh, to pay for somebody, you know, um, against Victor Henry. Um, but yeah, I'm taking out by decision. Hopefully he'll be able to. Uh, I would think he might actually have some trouble with Henry on the feet. Man, Bossrat's got plenty, pretty, uh, pretty clean striking, but uh, you know Henry does as well. So you know Boss Rod's probably going to be looking to get the takedowns in this fight and and get the control time. So next up we got Ansel Jubilee taking on Mike Breeden. And uh, Jubli is twenty eight years old, six foot tall with a sixty nine inch reach. He is seven and zero. Oh, and one to zero in the UFC, and he's a minus three seventy five favorite. Well, that was and that was a few days ago, so it's probably he's probably a bigger favorite than that now, actually. Um, so, I was one of the few that picked Jubilee to win his UFC debut. You know, coming off the road to UFC tournament, and uh, he showed that he could wrestle. He looked amazing, dominant everywhere. You know, he's undefeated. Uh, does kind of have like a short reach for a guy his height, but. You know, it hasn't really made a difference. Uh, you know, great ground and pound. Two wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, nice kickboxing. Um, hasn't fought a whole lot of really tough competition yet. Hasn't fought really any UFC-level competition yet. But, uh, you know, I can tell he's still developing as a fighter. But this is a winnable fight for him for sure. Good matchup for him. You know, Breeden hasn't looked good in the UFC. Uh, Julie's younger, man. He's always improvement. I like his striking. He's definitely more technical out of these two. He's got nice straight punches, good fundamentals with his boxing. Which is, that's what led me to pick him you know, in the, uh, in the last fight, but he came out and showed that, you know, he was, he could wrestle and then he had all the skills there and just, uh, you know, grappled that guy and, and was able to get the finish, man. And that was really impressive, man. I didn't think, you know, um, from what I saw of him before that fight that he really, you know, had the, the skills to wrestle and grapple and all that. Uh, cause he didn't really show it on the regional scene, you know, he's more, more known for his boxing, but, uh, he looked really good, man, really impressive. And, He's taking on Mike Breeden. He's 34 years old, 5'10", with a 70-inch reach. He is 10 and six, and 0 and three in the UFC. and He's a plus 290 underdog, and uh, he has eight wins by knockout. He's never won or lost a fight by submission. Uh, just hasn't looked good in the UFC, man. I mean, I think he— uh, which fight was that? Uh, he had a few moments uh, in the uh, in the Nathan Levy fight early, but not nothing super impressive. I mean, but he did land some good shots, so he showed a little something there, but. Um, he does have big power, man. His cardio hasn't looked very good. And, you know, just to kind of cut to the point, man, I, I'm gonna do this on quite a few fights on this on this card. You know, I I don't think he wins this fight. I think Jubilee's gonna be the better fighter. Um, you know, for the most part, pretty much everywhere from what I've seen. And I expect Jubilee to get a finish in the second round here. Um, whenever Breeden tires out, which is kind of what's happened to him. You know, he, he gets I guess he did go to to, to a decision with Levy, but you know, usually he comes out hot and gets tired and then, you know, uh, gets finished. So I'm taking Jubilee to win here by a uh, second round TKO. Next up we got Mohammed Yaya taking on Trevor Peak. And uh Yaya is uh well we don't have an age on him here. I didn't realize that before. Uh you know, he's five nine with a seventy three inch reach. He's twelve and three and this is going to be his UFC debut, and he was a minus-165 favorite. Um, I think some money's come in on peak, though, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, he has seven wins by knockout, two wins by submission. You know, he's fought in Bellator and UAE UAE Warriors and uh, has fought a lot of questionable competition. You know, he's going to have a three-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he has a kickboxing foundation, very good technique in his striking. Um, has a really nice straight right hand. You know, if he has any weaknesses, it would definitely be his takedown defense and his submission defense. Um, He was submitted twice earlier in his career. Um, You know, but his takedown defense did look a little bit better in his last fight, but he still got taken down. He was just kind of getting up faster. Um, He has five, well, I say he has five-round cardio. He looked pretty gassed in the fourth and fifth round, but he made it through the five rounds. Uh, But he is a champion over in UAE Warriors. Uh, No doubt that he's, you know, the better, more skilled striker out of these two. Um, If he can fight this, you know, if he can fight this fight, you know, the way he likes to fight and not let Peak make it a brawl, he may do well. But honestly, man, you know, watching his last fight and he honestly didn't look that good in that fight, man. You know, he, he had a moment early where he dropped his opponent and then his opponent dropped him a few times and was kind of out grappling him. And I thought, you know, that fight could have gone either way. Um, he struggled a bit with the grappling, you know, that's not really how peak fights, you know, I, but I did see a lot of sloppy stuff and, in, and in Yaya's last fight. And the same can be said for peak, of course, but this fight could really go either way based on what I've seen, um. And Trevor Peak is twenty eight years old, five nine with a seventy inch reach. He is eight and one and one one in the UFC and he was a, a plus one thirty five underdog. And I actually think he's like a plus one fifteen now, man. Uh I'll actually check. That way i no I'm not I know I'm not talking out of my ass here. Yeah, see, now it's a pick 'em. Uh, both of these guys are pick 'em, so I should probably go back through and, and check these right before I do this. Sorry about that. Um, I go by the. I, I do it as I'm doing my notes. I write down the odds, and sometimes it changes. So it's a pick 'em now. Money's coming in on Peak. And uh, all of Peak's wins have been by knockout. And even though he may not be the most skilled fighter, he definitely makes up for it in aggression and pressure and, and power. He's very powerful. And, uh, you know, being that. Being that he's taking on a kickboxer here, he definitely has a shot at winning this fight. Um, he's very good at making guys fight his fight, and he, you know he throws all caution to the wind and just makes it a brawl and and fights really wild. And he's just super powerful, man. And uh, he does get taken down a lot, but he usually pops right back up. And you know just because he lost to Chepe doesn't mean that he's done. Chepe's a very good fighter, very well rounded fighter. That's that's way better than Yaya is. So I, I can't I can't hate on him for losing to that guy. And based on what I've seen watching the tape on Yaya and the level of competition he's been facing, uh, this could be a pretty close fight. And if those guys that, you know, Yaya was fighting and UAE could drop him, uh, then Peak definitely can. So I'm going to be taking what well, it was a dog shot on Peek. Now it's a pick but I'm going to give Peek a shot here, man. And I think he might go out here and, and make it a brawl and land a big shot and, and put this guy out, so... And it looks like everybody else is agreeing with me with all the money that's coming in on peak. Next up, we got Bruno Silva taking on uh, Sharaputin Putin Magomedov, and uh, this Magomedov guy is a, a fucking monster. If y'all, I don't understand how he's not a bigger favorite than he is, you know, right now. <laughs> if I don't know if people just aren't watching the tape or aren't familiar with this guy or. Or whatever, if there's something that I'm missing, but from what I've seen, this guy's a monster. And uh Bruno Silva is thirty-four years old, six foot tall with a seventy-four inch reach. He is twenty-three and nine and four and three in the UFC. And he's a plus one fifty five underdog. He has twenty wins by knockout, never won a fight via submission, uh, but he has been submitted seven times. Uh hasn't really had any super impressive wins in the UFC. You know, you just kinda never never know what you're gonna get you know, one minute he goes out there and, and has a three round fight with Alex Pereira. The next he gets beat by Gerald Mearshark and his, his cardio looked terrible. Uh, but he is very powerful. He's a good kickboxer. Um, his cardio, like I said, hasn't looked good in the past and I'm not really high on Bruno, you know, at all. So, <laughs> and uh, he's coming off a loss to, uh, who, who did he just lose to? Brendan Allen. Well, Brendan Allen's a tough guy. Um, but yeah, Bruno's always got a puncher's chance, but he's taking on an undefeated killer right here, man. And I was very excited to to go back and and watch all uh, Magomedov's fights and and really take a deep dive into his career and stuff and um, but he's twenty nine years old, six two. We don't have a reach on him on here. He's eleven and zero, and this is his UFC debut. And he's a minus one eighty five favorite. I think he's a minus two hundred now, uh, but that's the price that I got him at minus one eighty five, I believe. Um, so altogether, this guy is sixteen and zero if you include the uh, special rules, you know, MMA fights that that he's had. And he's also 18-2 and two as a K-1 kickboxer. Um, he has tens wins by twin, uh, 10 wins by knockout just on his MMA record. And, uh, you know, guy's an amazing striker, man. Those are a very wide variety of strikes, very skilled Muay Thai fighter. Uh, fights well in the clinch, has nasty elbows in close. I mean, I saw him put a guy out with an elbow in close. And, uh, yeah, man, and, and his takedown defense has held up pretty well, man. This guy hasn't been fighting, you know, guys that aren't good. Um, he's fought a lot of tough guys over in, in, in Russia and stuff like that. And if you, I mean, people that, that aren't, you know, big, big MMA fans or whatever, that don't really look in, into it, wouldn't recognize these names, but you know, these are tough Russian guys that mold well, Dos Santos that's probably Brazilian, but he knocked him out with a hook kick. Uh, the next guy, Rodrigo Carlos was 27 and 21. That's not a good record, but, uh, Sergei Martinov, he is 16 and four. It's a tough Russian guy. He knocked him out with a knee, um, I can't even say this guy's name, but he's twenty-one and five. He's a very experienced fighter, and the last guy he beat was seven and six. Not so impressive there, but um, he's not fighting, you know, guys that, that are that are really terrible, man. And if you go back and look, especially all his kickboxing fights and stuff like that, um, but yeah, man, he's he's got he's got great kicks to all levels. Very technical and creative. And even though he only has one eye, he's very accurate with his shots. He, you can't tell, you know, by watching him fight that he has one eye. Um, you know, and, and he's, uh, he's very accurate, man. He had lots of first round finishes, but just two fights ago, he went to a decision and, uh, the cardio holds up very well. And, you know, he throws a ton of kicks. He just whips them out there, man. Just whack, whack, you know, he chops guys down with those kicks, man. And, um, if you haven't watched the tape on this guy, you need, you need to go check it out, man. Uh, he doubles up his calf kicks at times. Like people do jabs and, uh, always beats up the inside and outside of his opponent's legs uh throws good shots even when he's backing away and saw him drop guys with punches while he's backing away uh uses good side kicks and hook kicks he's he's just very good man very very good footwork and head movement uh he's the real deal man and people should really jump on this line uh in my opinion unless there's something I don't know man you know if there's something i don't know y'all let me know but um uh, i I was just sure that this line was gonna go through the ceiling but uh but yeah man i i'm gonna be taking him to win by knockout and and uh, I'll say round one knockout. Uh, if it goes to round two, for sure, he'll get, definitely get a finish because, you know, Silva will be gassed out by then. Um, but, yeah, man, y'all really need to, to watch the tape on this guy and check him out. Man, he's very good. Next up, we got Jin Frey taking on Victoria D- Dudikov. <laughs> so... Uh, Ginny Frey is 38 years old, 5'3", with a 65-inch reach. She is 11-9 and 9 and 2-5 and 5 in the UFC, and she's a plus-275 underdog. Yeah, she has some really bad losses on her record. She's on a three-fight losing streak. She's 38 years old. Uh, she's very experienced, you know, a UFC veteran. At least she has that going for her. Uh, one win by knockout, two, win- two wins by submission. Uh, but that's really all about all she has going for her, you know, is the experience factor and you know, because she lost to Elise Reed and and Kay Hansen, so that's really all I should have to say, man. I mean, I don't. I and in this matchup, there are some fights she could probably win in the UFC, but with this matchup, I don't have anything to say on her behalf as far as you know being better anywhere. Um, maybe she maybe she's a better boxer. I don't know. Uh, from what I've seen, it, it's pretty close on the feet. So she's taking on Vittoria Dudikov. She is 24 years old, five five with a 67 inch reach. She is 7-0 and 1-0 and in the UFC, and she's a minus 350 favorite. And she's undefeated as an amateur as well and has lots of amateur fights, so a little bit more experience than her record, you know, indicates. Uh, she won her, you know, UFC debut off of injury, but, you know, she was, I guess, I don't really want to say dominating that fight because it didn't last very long, but she was able to get the takedown pr- pretty easily. She's good with the wrestling and grappling. Uh, most of her wins have come by submission, 4 by sub and 2 by knockout. Uh, she's got a height and reach advantage, 2-inch reach advantage, And um, I think she's a better fighter here all the way around. I think she's definitely going to be able to get Frey down to the ground and and probably get a submission. And uh, yeah, I'm taking her to win by third round submission. Uh, Just not a lot here I can say. You know, um, not a lot I can say on on Frey's behalf here in this fight. So sorry to cut it so short. But and next up we got Cedricas Dumas taking on Abu Azaitar. And Dumas is 28 years old, 6'2", with a 79-inch reach. He's 8-1 and 1-1 in the UFC, and he's a minus-170 favorite. And I'm not I'm not exactly sure what to make of Dumas, you know, here, because he, he lost as a big favorite in his debut again to uh, Josh Fremd, and then he beat Cody Brundage, but Brundage is terrible. You know, he had to, Brundage, Brundage had to win by disqualification to get a win, um, and he was getting destroyed in that fight. Uh, Dumas has four wins by knockout, two wins by submission. I, I think he's still growing as a fighter. I think he's still improving. Um, he's powerful. It's it's hard to say what his strengths really are based on, you know, who he's faced and what he's done in the UFC. You know, uh, his striking looked very good on the regional scene on the contender series. Um, he's going to have a heightened reach advantage, three-inch reach advantage here. Uh, Fremd isn't good, and he got destroyed by him. So the, the grappling seven seemed to definitely be a hole there. Um, he does seem to be improving. He's young, hungry, and he's taken on a very experienced guy here that's fought all over the world. And it's hard for me to say, you know, based on beating Cody Brundage, you know, I, I, it's not a lot I can take from that. You know, it seemed, it seemed that, you know, Dumas's, you know, wrestling had improved. He mostly dominated Brundage on the ground and, you know, Brundage is a good wrestler or supposedly a good wrestler, but, um, I don't know, man. So I, I, I can't, I can't take too much away from the Brundage win based on how Brundage has looked, you know. Uh, and I'm not sure I agree with Dumas being a big favorite here. Um, I think this fight should probably be more like a pick 'em. Um He's taking on Abu Azaitar. He's 37 years old, 5'9", with a 76-inch reach. He is 14-3-1, and 1-1 in the UFC, and he's a plus-140 underdog. And, uh, you yeah, know, he hasn't fought in, in over two years, which is the only reason that I'm scared to pick him in this spot. Um, he has seven wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he's kind of a short, stocky guy for middleweight, big power, great kickboxing. He was a K-1 champion. Uh, his last fight was a loss to, uh, Marc-Andre Berrialt, and no shame there, man. I mean, Berrialt's very good at what he does, and, uh, on a little bit of a run right now. Uh, he has, uh, um, has very fast hands, throws long combinations, and if Dumas is going to win, he'll want to try and, you know, use his grappling and get the fight to the ground like he did with Brundage. Um... I would I would easily pick a Zaytar man in this spot um, if he hasn't been out for two years. And I'm still kind of struggling with the decision on this one. I, I don't think I'll be putting money on this fight at all. Um, but as far as, you know, the overall MMA, you know, experience and, and skill, I think it has to go to Zytar. Um But he is getting up there in age, you know, and, he, and he's been out for a while. But, uh, man, I just... I'm going to go with a Zaytar here, man. I'm not confident at all. Won't put money on this fight. I probably won't include it in my parlays either, but I probably did actually include it in my parlay. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll take him to win. I mean, Dumas is tough, you know, and I guess I'll take a Zaytar to win by decision. Um, but not super confident in that. But I just do think he is the more skilled, you know, striker and, and as has showed the ability to, to do some wrestling and stuff and, in the past and, you know, looking at his fights on the, you know, on the regional scene before the UFC, he's looked pretty good uh, overall, man. So the only thing that's got me second guessing myself is he's been out for a while, but, um, and his brother, you know, hasn't looked good. He's come, they both were out for a while and his brother came back and lost two fights now. So hopefully he doesn't follow his brother's footsteps, but (laughs) I'll take his eye to win by decision, but not super confident in it. Um, if Dumas wins this fight, I'll start riding with him for sure. Though. Next up, we got Tim Elliott versus Muhammad Makayev. Excuse me, I'm gonna grab some water. And uh, this should be an interesting fight, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Tim Elliott is 36 years old, uh, creeping up on 37. Five uh, seven with a 66 inch reach. He is 19-12-1 and 8-10 and in the UFC, and he's a plus 400 underdog. Yeah, Tim's got a really weird style, kind of like a herky-jerky type, you know, style that gives guys a lot of problems, man. You know, he fights very dirty. We saw that in the Ilham Bekoff fight. He was grabbing the gloves and all kinds of stuff. Uh, He does have all the skills, man. Good footwork, nice jujitsu, good grappling. I mean, he's very good at controlling the hips of his opponents from top position, you know, keeping guys down and landing big shots with his ground and pound. Uh, he's good at catching kicks and taking guys down from that as well. You know that's pri- primarily his kind of his kind of fight, and the way he likes to fight is is that way. You know, kind of like in his last fight against um, Altamirano. You know, he, he dominated him with his wrestling in that fight. Um, you know, he's fought all the best guys in the world, man. I mean, let's let's look at his record. He's been around a long time, man. Uh. Um, you know he beat Lombekov. Nobody thought he was going to win that fight. You know he he beat Alta Moreno. Uh, yeah, I did pick Ulter Moreno to win that fight, which is pretty dumb of me, considering that you know he couldn't stop the takedowns. Um, you know Jordan Espinoza. That's not an impressive win. Uh, Ryan Benoit. Yeah, but you know he's fought he's fought a lot of a lot of really tough fighters. Brandon Royval. You know Askar Askarov. Davison Figueroa. Um, Demetrius Johnson. Luis Smoka. And this is his second run in the UFC, man. So if you go back and go back and look at his first run in the UFC, you know he fought John Dotson, uh, you know Luis Godinot, Godinot, sorry, uh, Joseph Benavidez. You know he's he's been around a long time. You know he's fought a lot of tough competition. So and it shows, you know, in his fights and you know his he's just really hard to to get his timing. You know with the way he fights and the way he uses his footwork and everything, it's. It's hard to get his timing down because he's constantly changing and switching and throwing punches from really weird angles and you know he's just he's just weird all around but uh he's kind of had a late resurgence in his career man he's looked really good uh three wins by knockout, six wins by submission um hasn't won a fight by finish since 2017 if I remember correctly um uh, but yeah so, I mean I can't say I'd be surprised if he somehow you know pulled off a big upset and won this fight. Um, he has very good scrambles and sweeps. Uh, often ends up on top, you know, in the grappling situations with the scrambles and stuff. Um, just very well rounded all the way around, man. He gives guys problems, and uh, I could see a world where he, uh, where he, you know, gets a upset, man, for sure. But uh, he's taking on Muhammad Makhayev. He is 23 years old, five seven, with a 70 inch reach. He is nine and zero and four and zero in the UFC, and he's a minus five fifty favorite. Uh, And this guy's an amazing wrestler, very well-rounded, great submissions, doesn't get tired, great submission defense, uh, one win by knockout, five wins by submission, uh, 62% striking defense and averages over seven takedowns per 15 minutes, uh, which is very impressive, especially if you're a uh, prize picks better, you know, he's usually good for the over on the takedowns. Um, They don't have his takedown defense listed on UFC.com, but I'm willing to bet that's pretty good and it, it might be perfect takedown defense if I could... I don't remember if he's ever been taken down or not in all his fights in the UFC, but um, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage, and Makayev's going to go out there and fight his fight, and you know, and we'll we'll see how he deals with the weird style of 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 Elliot. But I mean, I, I think we all go I think Muhammad, uh, Muhammad's going to win this fight, and um, I, I don't know if Makaev gets a finish here. I could see him getting a submission. Um you know, how many times has Elliott been submitted? Let's look real quick. He's got five losses by submission, so there's a good chance he could get submitted in this fight, but he is very experienced, man, and let's look at the, when the last time was he was submitted. It was to it was to Brandon Roy Val, uh back in 2020. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a, there's a chance that Mikhaev could get a submission here. I was going to say by decision... But now I'm kind of second second guessing myself. Um, let's go with Makayev by uh, by third round submission. Let's go with that. Next up, we got Ik- Ikram Aleskarov taking on Warley Alves, which is, I mean, yeah. Either way, man, I, I didn't agree at all with you know Aleskarov. I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um is 30 years old, 6 foot tall, with a 76 inch reach. He is 14 and 1, and 1 and 0 uh, oh in the UFC. And uh, let me see if the line's up on this yet, because it wasn't up the other day. Pretty sure it's up now. Mm, I don't see it least on this one let me check let me check bet now see if it's on there I mean Eskarov's going to be a big favorite I'm just curious you know how big of a favorite <laughs> hmm, I don't see it up on there either I imagine uh, Eskarov going to be a big favorite um Originally, I was kind of pissed off because he was supposed to fight Imovov, and this guy hasn't earned a fight with Imovov yet. I mean, you know, he knocked out Phil Hawes, and, but a lot of people have done that. Phil Hawes is—I I don't even know if Phil Hawes is still in the UFC. Um, so not very impressive really there. Um, he was actually losing that fight up to that point. You know, Hawes was, was you know, outstriking him. Um, Lesgrov has five wins by knockout, five wins by submission. Uh, he's a tough Russian guy, good wrestling, of course. His striking didn't look terrible. Um, I think he would have lost the even fight and he's definitely going to win this fight. And I mean, no questions about it. Um, Alves hasn't looked good in a very long time. And, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, there's not a lot I can say here for, for Alves. I, I can go over stuff and whatnot, but he he hasn't looked good, man. So, um, you know, Alves is 32 years old, 5'11 with a 72 inch reach. He is 14 and six and eight and six in the UFC. And uh, he's been around a long time, four wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Um, he's a tough guy. He hits hard. You know, he's always got a shot at getting a finish with his striking. Um, but from what I've seen from Aleskarov and watching, I went back and watched about five of his fights. Um, I think he's going to be better everywhere the fight goes. You know, he's he's not that much younger, but he's definitely more skilled with the grappling and the wrestling. I think he'll be able to easily get it to the ground. If if Alves is having success on the feet, you know, he's Aleskarov will be able to get him down So. Taking Lesgrov to win. I'm gonna take the win by. I'm gonna take him round. Let's say round two. Uh, TKO by uh, via ground and pound. Let's go with that. Next up, we got Sa- Saeed Said Namagomedov taking on Muin Gafarov. Interesting matchup. But uh, this is another one I don't understand. You know, because why is this guy Gafarov getting a shot against you know Nurmagomedov when Gafarov's zero and one in the UFC? And maybe maybe Nurmagomedov just wanted to stay active, wanted to get a fight, or maybe they needed somebody to fill in and he hopped in. I don't know, but the fight doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and Nurmagomedov is thirty-one years old, five-eight with a seventy-inch reach. He is seventeen and three and six and two in the UFC, and he's a minus one ninety favorite. And uh, yeah, he beat some tough guys. You know, his last fight was a really close fight with Jonathan Martinez. Um, you know, watching that fight at the time, I expected the judges to give it to to, to Maga, uh, Nurmagomedov, but they didn't. It was a very close fight, man, so I, I, I can't hate on it either way. Um, it was a good win for Martinez, but it was a close fight. Um, he definitely had his moments in that fight. You know, he caught Martinez with some good shots. Um, he's a very good striker, has kind of a taekwondo background, uh, throws a lot of very heavy kicks, a wide variety of kicks, actually. Um, very effective with him. Um, he can wrestle as well. He's dangerous. He has a dangerous guillotine choke that he uses when guys are shooting on him. Uh, cause he does have kind of, kind of long arms, man, for, uh, for his size and for the weight class, you know, like we saw with the, uh, Kokromanov fight, he was getting out wrestled quite a bit there by Kokromanov. And then, uh, you know, that he got tired of him, taking him down, sunk in that choke and got the finish. He's got a very, very, uh, very good grip. Uh, where was I at? <laughs> uh, yeah. And he'll use that guillotine to sweep and get on top and all that stuff. I um, mean, has four wins by knockout, five wins by submission. Uh, you know, this, like I said, I, I don't understand the matchup, but it makes no sense either. <laughs> but uh, no doubt in my mind that Nurmagomedov is is the better fighter here, the more skilled fighter. You know, everywhere the fight goes, um, Muin Gafrov is twenty seven years old, 5'7", with a sixty eight inch reach. He is eighteen and five and zero and one in the UFC, and he's a plus one sixty underdog. And he's got 10 wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Um, His power has really carried him far in his career. You know, he's fought over and won and all kinds of stuff. He's really been around. Um, But we saw in his debut that he just, like, wings hooks, man. He isn't technical at all. He just kind of throws and throws wild shots. He never stops coming, never stops throwing. Um, He's very tough, man. Pushes a tough pace, but, you know, Nurmagomedov is the more skilled fighter here by far. The sharper striker. Throws the, you know, the nice straight punches down the middle, the good kicks. Um... You know, Gafarov will eventually probably have some success in the UFC, but I don't think it's going to happen in this fight. Um, I'm going to be taking Nurmagomedov to win by second round knockout. I think he's going to be very. Um, Nurmagomedov is going to be able to, you know, counter counter these wide shots from Gafarov straight down the middle with nice straight punches and and uh, hopefully put him away. I mean, Nurmagomedov ha- does get tired in the third round sometimes. But uh he did look pretty good in the Martinez fight, you know, in the third round. He looked all right. Um but yeah, I'm taking Nurmagomedov to get a to get the knockout round two. Or maybe maybe Gafrov will, you know, start shooting on him like Gafrov was doing against John Castaneda and Nirmagomedov will lock in that choke. Um either way, I think Nurmagomedov has this one in the bag, and it's a good price on him if you're looking to bet on him. <clears throat> Next up we got Magomed and Kalayev taking on Johnny Walker. Uh Ankalaev is 31 years old, uh 6'3 with a 75 inch reach. He is 18-1-1 one and 9-1-1 one, and one one in the UFC, and he's a minus 350 favorite. Uh nine wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um he's very real uh, very well rounded, has all the skills, man. He fights very smart. Um, almost too smart sometimes. You know, he kind there's been fights, you know, in those last few fights or whatever that he kind of in my opinion, kind of underperformed, you know, for the, for the the giant favorite that he was. But it's because he fights very safe, you know, and um, just kind of picks his shots. He doesn't throw a ton of volume, you know. It's I don't know, man. He's he's had some exciting wins in the UFC. Don't get me wrong, but just you know, the, like the Tiago Santos fight, um, the Bolchevich fight, um, well, the Anthony Smith was a, a finish. But uh, you know, he's coming off a draw in the title fight where both the guys just kind of fought like. It was like they weren't really fighting to win a title, man. That's what I mean by the underperforming thing. Um, he's a good striker. He doesn't throw a ton of volume, you know, good striking defense. He doesn't get hit a lot. Um, he has good wrestling. He's beat a lot of tough guys. Uh, I think he's definitely better all the way around here. Um, it would be nice if we could see him come out and actually fight like he wants that title, man, and go out there like in the Kutalaba fights where he just went out there and destroyed him, you know, very quickly. Because um, he has the ability to finish anyone, man. And. If he wants to get a title shot coming off this win, man, he's going to need to knock out Walker or finish him in this fight. Um, he switches stances a lot. You know, gives guys a lot of different looks. Greco-Roman wrestling background as well. Uh, great front kicks up the middle. Nice, uh, nice straight left from the southpaw stance. Um, can't say enough good things about him. It's uh, Just wish that, that he would uh, be a little bit more aggressive and whatever, but he wins fights, so you can't hate on him. You know, he, he wins fights and he doesn't take a lot of damage. So obviously he fights very smart and he's very skilled. And, uh, you know, he's only lost to, to, uh, Paul Craig. I and mean, that, even <laughs> Paul Craig catches people sometimes. He wins fights he shouldn't. But, uh, but yeah, Ankle has looked unstoppable, you know, since then. And Johnny Walker is 31 years old, uh, six with an 82 inch reach. He is 21 and 7 and 7 and 4 in the UFC, and he's a plus 270 underdog. And Walker's going to have a 7 inch reach advantage here, big, big height advantage as well, you know, three inches. Um, He's such a big guy, man, and he's a good fighter. A lot of people had wrote him off kind of at one point, uh, but he's turning it around, and he's won three in a row. Um, he fights a lot different than he used to now, man. He used to throw a lot of spinning attacks and jumping attacks and take a lot of risks, and that's why so many people were excited about him early in his career. Uh, dangerous submissions with his long arms and legs. Uh, you know, he's pretty good defensively off of his back as well on the ground. Uh, doesn't take a lot of damage. Uh, good submission defense. I don't think he's been... He's never been submitted in the UFC, at least. Um, he's only been submitted one time, and it was earlier in his career. Uh, 16 wins by knockout, 3 wins by submission. And I, I would imagine that Ankalaev might might come out and push the wrestling kind of early here to wear on Walker and get around that long reach. Um, but I do think Ankalaev has the better striking. He's just got to figure out how to get around that long reach. Um, and, he, and it's hard to say who's more powerful here. Both these guys are very powerful, so... Um, I would think he would want Walker to think he's gonna wrestle and, and be focused on stuff and takedowns and then he's gonna land a big shot. So but you know, based on the way Alive has been fighting, I, I gotta take him to win by decision here. But um I'm hoping he gets a big knockout here. Even though I'm kinda I'm more of a Walker fan, but I got you know, got money on Ankhalaeve, so <laughs> next up we got the co main event. Uh Kamaru Usman taking on Kamzet Shemaev. And, uh, you know, I am excited for this fight, man. I just, I hate the circumstances of it. And, uh, you know, Kamara Usman is 36 years old, uh, six foot tall with a 76 inch reach. He is 20 and 3. He's 20 and 3 and uh, 15 and 2 in the UFC. You know, his only two losses to Leon Edwards. Uh, and, yeah, he's looked so dominant for such a long time, you know, mostly with his wrestling, but his boxing has improved a whole lot you know i mean it, it looked really good in the in the Mosvidal knockout the Burns knockout he's got 9 wins by knockout one win by submission and uh i just you know i, I hate that that we're having to see this on on short notice like this fight probably should have happened at at 170 you know for you know a, a while back probably could have happened and it would have been more exciting to see Usman on a full camp i am interested to see him up at 185 but uh but yeah, man. So he's great. He's one of one of the best welterweights of all time. Uh, but he didn't quite look like himself anymore, you know, in the last Leon Edwards fight. So that that kind of I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I hate to say that the, the knockout you know changed him or whatever you know like that. Maybe he was just being a little a little tentative because he was coming off a knockout and just trying to get back in there. You know, I, I don't know. He just didn't look like himself in the last fight so much. I um, mean, He's taking on Kamzat Chemayev. He's 29 years old, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He is uh, 12-0, and, and Usman's going to have a 1-inch reach advantage here, by the way. Uh, Chemayev is 12-0 and uh, 6-0 in the UFC, and he's a minus 375 favorite. Uh, five wins by knockout, six wins by submission. And, you know, we all know that Kamzat's the real deal, very powerful and explosive, legit wrestling, um, has run through most of his opponents without any issues other than Gilbert Burns. And uh, he just didn't really fight smart in that fight. You know, he went out there and brawled with Burns and it was a fun fight, you know, a very enjoyable fight. And I actually thought Burns could have won that fight, man. It was, it was very close. Um, He is a nonstop pressure fighter. He he should win this fight, man. It's also been, it's also been over a year since he's fought as, you know, but I I don't put too much into that. You know, if you look at his Instagram and everything and see how hard he's training and who he's training with, you know, he, uh, he's definitely going to be well, well prepared for this fight and. I don't know, man. I, I think if Usman was on a full camp, you know, I I would. I don't know. I don't know that I would pick him for sure. But and up at one eighty five, you know, I don't know, man. I just I can't go with Usman here on on such a short notice. And I definitely think Chemaev is going to come out here and and get the win. And I'd hate to see. I would hate to see. Uh, you know, Usman get knocked out or whatever, but it, it might happen here, so uh, chimaev has got big power, and yeah, on such a short notice, like, yeah, I kind of feel the same way about both these fights that got, you know, these aren't guys that you could that you could just jump in on short notice and, and get the win and and not be prepared for them, so I'm taking Chamaev to win um, and he's, he's a killer, man I mean I guess I got to take him to win by I guess I got to take him to win by knockout, man. We'll say knockout, um, knockout round round two, man. <laughs> He's a finisher. Next up, we got the main event: Islong Makachev taking on Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, two. <laughs> and uh, Magachev is thirty-two years old, five uh, ten with a seventy and a half inch reach. He is twenty-four and one, and 13 and one in the ufc and he was a minus 240 favorite as of yesterday um four wins by knockout eleven wins by submission and you know islam didn't look all that good in in the last fight you know he he very 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 closely you know got away with the with the decision in that fight um you know he he got caught with some shots man you know he just didn't look like the normal you know makachev that we were used to man and you know, I do worry that maybe the weight cut is getting to be too much for him based on, you know, how he looks at weigh-ins. I mean, he's, he's got to cut a lot of weight, man. And, you know, we all know the scoop on him. You know, best, best wrestling around, you know, great submissions. Um, Volkanovski definitely got the better of him on the feet in the last fight. You know, you even hurt him a few times. Um, and Volkanovski is 35 years old, 5'6", with a 71-inch reach, or 71.5-inch reach, sorry, 26-2, uh, and 13-1 in the UFC, and plus 195 underdog. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, the, the last fight when these guys fought, you know, uh, Volk-Noski had a lot of success, man. He did get taken down a few times. That's how Makishev was able to get the decision. But Volk is one of the best fighters to ever do it, man. And he's the only one to ever give Islam, you know, r- legit problems in a fight. And, uh, you know, Volk, Volk can do all of it, man. He's great boxing, good grappling, wrestling's good too, takedown defense is very good. Um, And if this fight was not on 11 days' notice, I would definitely pick Volkanovski, you know, based on the last fight. Um, I hope Volk wins this fight, man. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, Not really a McIcheon fan at all. And I just, I hate that we're getting this rematch on short notice like this. I mean, Volkanovski deserves, after the way the first fight went, he deserves to have a full camp coming into this fight. Uh, But, you know, props to him for stepping up and saving the pay-per-view. You know, and and I actually... I actually kind of want to see this fight more than the Oliveira fight, honestly. <laughs> but um, man, I I, I got to go with. I want to go with Volkanovski, man. I just on eleven days' notice, man. I want to go with him, but man, I was going to go with Makachev. Now I kind of and I I kind of want to pick Volkanovski, man. I, I really want him to win. I think he could win. I just hate the eleven days' notice, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Magachev because of the eleven days notice, man. Uh but I'm rooting for Volkanovsky. I hope he wins. I hope he pulls a Bobby Green and, and and knocks out Magachev real quick. Um I really enjoyed that, guys. That made me so happy that that he knocked out Dawson like that. I was blown away by it. I did pick Dawson to win, but i you know I, I can't stand Dawson. So uh that was that was super fucking cool to to see that and that quick uh green really put himself up there, man. I mean, that's pushing him towards, you know, the top, the top guys with that win. Cause you know, Grant was like, what on a, a seven, he's like seven and one in the UFC or, or seven Oh, and one in the UFC, or I don't remember, but, uh, you know, green's really pushing himself up there to the top. And it would be cool to see green. I know obviously he fought my before it got destroyed pretty easily, you know, but it'd be cool to see him fighting some of the top guys like, uh, see green take on Dustin Poirier. Um, i know they fought before i think but you know or gaichi or or any of those guys man that'd be super cool to see that so good for him man super happy for him and uh, that's it as far as as far as the picks guys and as far as my bets go turn this up uh so as far as my bets go i've got a straight up play on uh magomedov i called him at minus 185 that's a one unit play and then I have a uh, Magomedov and Ankaliyev two fight parlay. Um, I'm pretty confident in this, you know, in the in the Magomedov uh, Sharapov and Magomedov. He's one of my you know most confident picks on the card. So uh, I feel like there's something I'm missing out on because I mean I'm, I mean I'm all in on him. So I don't know if there's something I don't know or what, but um, but yeah, I've got a, a Magomedov and Ankulaev, um, uh two fight parlay. It's minus 108. That's a one unit play. And then I've got a uh, Javid Basarat and Sayyid Namargamedov, uh two-fight parlay, and that's minus 105, and that's a one unit play as well. Um, a lot of good spots on this card for you know for two-fight parlays and stuff like that. Um, and as far as as far as my parlays go, um, the first one is a six fight parlay with Mohammed Makayev, Magomed Ankalaev, Say uh Sayyid Namargamedov, Javad Basarat. Ansel Jubilee, and Sharaputin Magomedov. And that's a, they're all huge favorites, so that's a plus 421. Um, not a lot of value on there for that many fights, but. Uh, and then to that. And then to that, I had all the same guys on there. I'll leave these up for a second so you can see them. All those same guys, and then I add Kamzat and Dudakov, And that's a plus 725 parlay. That's eight-fight parlay. Um, I'll leave it up for a second so you guys can see it for sure. And then to that, and then to that, I added, um, I added Wood, Nathaniel Wood, uh, Trevor Peak, and a Zitar, and that's a plus five thousand five hundred and thirty-one, and that's eleven fight, eleven fight parlay. So that's it for the for the parlays and the bets, guys. And uh, I wanted to go back and and talk about. I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the video. I wanted to go back and talk about the uh, changes to this weekend's card. it up real quick there has been uh a few changes man so you know first off i think i already talked about yeah gutierrez was on there when i did my video um they added this terrence mckinney versus uh brendan marot marot um and you know going back and and looking at the tape on on uh on brendan here i mean kind of most of his wins are over pretty low level competition um you know not not a whole lot of, of impressive stuff i seen there he has a good record he's 8 and 1 you know let's let's check out his uh, check out his ratio here he's got five wins by knockout one win by submission um he's never been finished you know i mean he was looking at the guys he's been fighting though the last guy he beat was 11 and 20 and the guy before that was 3 and 1 uh, he beat an eight and four guy before that. Um there's not a lot of guys with very good records or a whole lot of experience here. So um I think it's pretty obvious. You know, McKinney's a big favorite. I'm definitely be going with McKinney here. And uh as far as the method of victory, I would say that McKinney's probably gonna come out and use his wrestling again and get a submission. Um even though he does have that big power and, you know, uh Marot's gonna be there to 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 be hit, but I'll take McKinney to win by, uh, man, I'll say, uh, I'll say mm, first round, first round submission, maybe second round. And, uh, what else? Oh, and they changed, um, Michelle Pereira taking on Andre Petroski, you know, obviously before he was supposed to take on the Mark andre Berriot, I was going to be going with Berriot in that spot. Um, but now this is kind of completely different for me because, you know, Petrosky's a, a good wrestler. You know, Pereira's a dangerous, dangerous striker. And, you know, if I like the Barry-Alt matchup for him, you know, because Barry-Alt was going to hold him against the cage and wear on him. And, and that's how I thought he'd be able to get a victory here. Uh, Petrosky's you know, striking. Even though Petroski has a very good record and he's he's uh, got some good wins, man, he, his striking is not good, man. And he does not look good on the feet. He never looks comfortable on the feet um, at all. You know, he's primarily, he primarily uses his wrestling and grappling to get the wins but Pereira has pretty good takedown defense, man, and um you know I I I know that that is not going to be able to to hang with Pereira on the feet. And you know, Petroski also kind of looks tired in the third round sometimes, which Pereira does too, but I'm curious to see how Pereira's going to look up at 185, man, and I'm going to be going with Michelle Pereira here. Um as far as a method of victory, I mean, he's going to be up at 185, man, and he's definitely going to have the advantage on the feet. Um, you know, Petroski hasn't been finished in a long time. Let's look at let's look at his uh the one finish. He has one knockout loss on his record and I guess that was in the uh Oh yeah, that was in LFA to uh, Aaron Jeffrey. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm taking I'm going with Michelle Pereira here just am not going to go full into the into the breakdowns and everything with this one uh but I I think Pereira's going to end up landing a big shot and I don't know if he'll finish Petroski, but I think he's going to hurt Petroski early, and Petroski going to be on the retreat for the rest of the fight. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to take him by finish or not. Uh, I'll say I'll say he wins by decision, man, because most of Pereira's fights here lately have been going to decisions. So I'll say he wins by decision, man. He usually fights pretty smart and stays out of the way, and you know doesn't use up too much energy. So I'm going to be taking Pereira to win by uh, to win by decision. And, uh, I believe that's it, man. I think that's all I got for you guys. Uh, please. Oh, yeah, no, I already went over that fight. Uh, sorry. Anyways, man, I, I really appreciate all you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for caring for what, you know, what I have to say. And, uh, please like, and subscribe, man. It'll help me out a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what more I got to do to, to get more views, man. Cause every so often I have a video that gets like up over a thousand views or, you know, whatever. And, you know, and I did get some that had over like, you know, 2000 views or whatever, but I had to pay for ads to get, to, to get it up to that. So, um, I don't know, man, it's just weird. Cause you know, I, I had like, you know, over a thousand views and now I'm back down to, you know, four or 500 views and I've only got four or 500 subscribers. So it's like, it's only the guys that, uh, that, uh, that are subscribed are getting or watching the video. So I don't know what I got to do to change that, but I'm going to try and figure it out, man. But, uh, I guess that's it, man. I appreciate all you guys. Thank you very much. And uh, y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here.